0: Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit With the Lucky landslots, Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. What's up, everybody? Let's all just, (sighs) that's just, uh, just the collective sigh of, of what in the world, what in the world is going on with regard to setting your lineups on Sunday? Here's the good news. Today's Friday. You don't need to worry about this for a little while. You can let everything fall into place, figure it all out, and, uh, I guess take everything that we tell you today with a grain of salt. It's the Yahoo NFL Sunday show, although there are games on Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday this week. He's Eric Lindquist. I'm Adam Kaufman. And we're both just dizzy from all the news because we have just in the last, what, 10, 15 minutes, had three games moved. You now have a doubleheader on Monday and on Tuesday. You got the one game Saturday tomorrow. That's just the Patriots and Colts right now. And now we have a nine-game main slate on Sunday as things stand at the moment. I mean, what do you want me to say? What am I supposed to do? Anything. I mean, say whatever just... you want. We got about all an right. hour to fill. Okay, cool. Well, you can then talk let's about start... NBA for all I care.
1: Hey, I'm excited for that one. Check out the uh, NBA Deeper Dive with Adam and myself coming up here Friday at 5 p.m. Adam. Eastern. The other Adam. The Adam. other Adam. Uh, the, inferior kind of Adam right? the inferior Adam, right? The inferior Adam. Um, dude, I just, I just don't even know. I just don't know. I mean... Obviously, the context of the slate just changed drastically. We have a lot of news that, I mean, I'll let you just so beautifully put together here because we just got a lot of Tuesday games. I will say we're going to have football on Sunday. We're going to have one game Sunday night. We're going to have a main slate. We're going to have a Sunday night slate. We're going to have Monday two games, and now we're going to have a Tuesday slate. I will say if you were looking for Holiday Bankroll Challenge or something, you are probably going to be firing neck I mean that's kind of the fun part about this entire thing if we're gonna find any kind of a you know open up my eager eyes on Mr brightside the bright is side is that silver lining the silver linings playbook if you will we are definitely looking go. at five days of four days of consecutive football four I don't even know how many days Saturday Sunday Monday Tuesday that's mm-hmm. four days in a row yeah. then Thursday you're gonna have five days of football in six days that's bonkers.
0: Well, speaking of the Silver Linings playbook, the Eagles, of course, uh, very popular in that movie. professional Adam Kaufman is in the house, everybody. One of the teams that have been postponed. So if if you've missed it, if you haven't been tuned into Twitter and all that stuff, Schefter and Breer and Rappaport and all these guys, here's what we got. So Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, you will have the Raiders at the Browns. That game, of course, moved from uh, originally it was supposed to be tomorrow afternoon. It was going to be, you know, Mid afternoon before the Patriots Colts primetime game in Indianapolis. It's been pushed two days. They've got a COVID outbreak. We don't, is it going to be Nick Mullins starting at quarterback for Cleveland? It's a total mess. So that's Monday. And then 8 15 Monday night, this game was already penciled in for there. You've got the Vikings at the Bears. So that's your double dip on Monday. And then Tuesday, yeah, we weren't planning on any Tuesday football, but that's not the reality right now. At 7 p.m. Eastern, these games are both, by the way, at 7 p.m. Eastern. So this is not. Uh, I, I, I think I said doubleheader before. It's not a doubleheader technically. These games are going head to head. Seven o'clock Eastern Time, Washington at the Eagles, and also seven, Seahawks at the Rams. Pretty easy to determine which one you're going to watch uh, in, in terms of which one's <laughs> going to be more entertaining. But uh, nevertheless, yeah, there's a lot. It depends of on what you're into. Going. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're some into people like football. If you're into pain, if you're into Schadenfreude, then uh, yeah, you'll you'll watch that one.
1: All I was thinking about was producer Tyler doing his German geneticist impression because he loves himself some some German impression. See, look at that. He gives us the little eye tilt. He's very modest today. He's very, <laughs> This is a relaxed, different Tyler Zander. Are you OK? Are you overwhelmed? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. little bit. There it is. Yeah. We're getting like one of these pretty soon here. Adam, do you have all your Christmas shopping day done? Day. I haven't done a damn thing. I don't know. I'll ask my wife. Ooh, see, that's helpful. See, I, can, I should be using that to
0: my advantage and I'm just not. I'm not. It's all online shopping right now, too. You can't even go anywhere. Everyone's starting the process of getting hunkered down again. All right, of all the things that we don't (laughs) know going forward here over the course of this show, here's one thing that we do know. We know that our producer, Tyler, has the ability to cover up our mugs so that I can give you all sorts of great information about our friends at Yahoo. We have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NFL season, as I tell you, each and every show, multiple shows a week even, to bring you some great offers. You can check out our exclusive limited-time offer. Gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum to qualify. Here's the thing you do have to be new to Yahoo sign up for an account by the link below deposit and play. That's it. Very simple. Again, new to Yahoo. Yahoo will send us your name. And uh, after you're playing your first paid contest, we will reach out via email with your coupon. If you need immediate access, you can email support at Osmo.com. We'll get you all set up. You can also receive a $100 first match deposit bonus with Yahoo as part of the 12 days of winning that is going on in the holiday spirit right now features daily contests, guarantee a payout for everyone in the pool, which is obviously pretty cool. You can use the promo code. It's XMAS100, X-M-A-S-100. With your first deposit, receive up to a $100 match deposit bonus. Enter Yahoo's featured 12 days winning contest. Do it right now and make sure you use all the great DFS tools, projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big okay those those are all the the key things that you need to know that you need to remember that you need to take to heart because everything that we say from here on out over the course of the next what 45 minutes or so that we're here you need to kind of take with a grain
1: of salt yes they i i don't know even what to add for me i'm just trying to put together a sheet that i can with the games that i know for sure are going on sunday so i'm kind of piecing everything together and trying to run it together because Obviously, you lose Cooper Cup, who, you know, it yeah. was such a security blanket for this slate. Devontae Adams is about to become your extremely popular guy. So, I mean, for, for me, you have to kind of wait for some of the dust to settle. So, I think there are still some intriguing things that we can talk about. Specifically, this, uh, this uh, New England-Indiana game on Saturday is going to be fascinating. It's a standalone game here for that. We can maybe talk some showdown if we want to there because we know that game exists. We know Mm -hmm. Ramondre Stevenson just became a potential league winner for a lot of people uh, with the absence of Damon Harris there. So that's something that I know we can for sure talk about. Uh, I know we can for sure talk about the games that are left, uh, the new Jaguar situation, James Mm. Robinson, how he looks in the context of this slate, because he's going to be uber, uber, uber popular now going forward. And, you know, we still have other pieces. There were no totals that were over 48 here. We were looking at a very... uh, Tight concentration at the top of the wide receiver board that's going to all go towards one guy. We have a ton of pieces that are kind of left over. I was going to be talking about DK Metcalf for like 20 minutes, half an hour. Now that game's on (laughs) Tuesday. I don't think I need to do that. Nobody gives a shit about that anymore. I just want to be as helpful as possible. So if you guys want, I think this is probably the right thing to do, Adam Kaufman. Put questions in the chat about the Sunday games that you were the most interested in us talking about. And we will talk about them ad nauseum. I know all the coaches. I've been going through the players. We have PFF to look at who could be on the COVID list. Things are going to change before Sunday. But because there are so many things for the numbers, the dust has to sell. This happened two minutes before we went on air that we found out we don't even have this Rams game. We moved a Cleveland game from Saturday, where that's going to be on Tuesday. Let's just talk about the things that we know are known quantities and be as helpful as possible to you. We see,
0: uh, well, there's some news coming out on Josh Allen right now as well, who is expected to play, uh, despite, of course, his uh, walking boot situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Rappaport, Josh Allen, was a full participant in today's practice. No injury designation he will start. So you know that Josh Allen will be available for you against the Panthers, despite the the, uh, the sprained foot. Yep. You had just noted, obviously, questions in the chat, a uh, gunt in the chat says uh, is cup out i must have missed something so no cooper cup is uh, still available to you if you have him on your season-long league mm-hmm. uh, but he is not available to you on the sunday main slate because the rams have been moved one of three games that have been moved at this point so obviously as we talk about the guys or teams that may be unavailable to you now damian harris has been ruled out he's not playing on saturday but in the general context of of us saying a lot of you don't have him you don't have him they aren't hurt they aren't not playing they just aren't part of the main slate anymore with some of the uh the madness that is going on as of Mm -hmm. right now so as frederick notes you got a nine game main slate on sunday and as eric said get your questions in hit the like hit the subscribe button uh we appreciate it here on the osmo youtube page get your questions in be it on uh, of course youtube or twitter wherever you're finding us it's greatly appreciated and i'm sure you guys will have plenty of questions uh one from steven our guy who is here every single show says uh, i'm deciding <laughs> in my fantasy playoffs
1: stevenson over mixon what do you think uh stevenson over mixon yes um and this is absurd this is first of all you should be playing both because you have two running back spots who's your third running back that would right. be better than those two options i can't imagine i mean what is it camara do you have uh i I, I don't. I can't imagine that I wouldn't want to play both in just about every scenario. If you have a flex spot, I'm going to play three guys, and I'm assuming that got third... Taylor. Yeah, if you got Taylor, then you've got three running backs. you probably got a flex spot. I can't imagine it, but I'm just saying right now, Ramondre Stevenson up against this Colts defense just became probably um, the biggest game-changing piece that I'm happy about because yeah, I pretty much went and picked him up everywhere at the beginning of the season as a not even a handcuff just as a perspective ad because Mm. this dude is special he's an absolute superstar in the making we saw glimmers of it at oklahoma lincoln riley really utilized him super super efficiently in that offense and i tell you what he was an absolute steal for new england they shipped sony michelle who i've always believed was a good football player i've gotten torched because of it now you know last two weeks make me feel a lot better about that take but Mm. Ramondre stevenson on saturday is probably going to be, uh, I'm looking at my big board right now, RB4 for me on the entire week out of 16 games. So take that for what you will. He's a top five running back option here, uh, I, especially the other part of this. J.J. Taylor is on the COVID list. So yes. they're going to have to bring some guy off of a practice squad to be to be the backup to Ramadre Stevenson. Stevenson's going to get Brandon 95% Bolden. of snaps. Say that again? Could be Brandon Bolden. Brandon Bolden, he was questionable though, right? He's questionable. Mm -hmm. He he was dinged up in the game too. I know that, I mean, we all saw the limping that, that happened with Damian Harris, but um, Bolden obviously comes in in a pass catcher role, but against the Colts, we just saw them just pound the rock here against Buffalo and it's going to be a lot of the same here. I mean, Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor on the other side of the game, obvious phenomenal play, but uh, I will say Ramondre Stevenson, he will be a major talking point of Saturday's uh, now showdown slate uh, showdown only slate that you're looking at. And, I can't imagine he's somebody that I'm going to get away from. Period on that slate. Steven
0: says he does have Kamara, also has
1: Fournette. So there you go. That's the uh, the the big four that he has to
0: choose from this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, no, it's Bolden does have the.
1: Going to say Kamara. I was going to say it had to be somebody like that. I mean, yeah. that's a uh, that's an incredible core that you have. Uh, too bad you can't trade anybody and just like upgrade every other position you have right. because. you're just, you're in a ridiculous spot right there. But I'm saying, uh, Stevenson is number five on my board. Kamara and Mixon are just slightly, slightly ahead of him.
0: Frederick says, by tomorrow night, Sunday will be a showdown slate, and Tuesday will be the main slate. Look, I I don't think we're, and I get the joke, obviously, I don't think we're fully heading in that direction, but uh, I'm just, honestly, I'm grateful that those three games moved right before we came on, as opposed to, you know, a half hour after we got off. At at least we can attempt to talk about something relevant right now. So let's Mm -hmm. go into the quarterbacks. Let's talk about the main slate a little bit. So you have uh, Josh Allen and and the bills taking on Carolina, obviously Kyler Murray and Arizona uh, matching up with Detroit should be an easy win there for the Cardinals. Now that we have this Philadelphia Washington game move, Jalen hurts who looked like a real good play on Sunday is no longer on the main slate. You can go down to Lamar Jackson, Baltimore and and green Bay. You can look at those three guys. They're all projected for 20 plus points. Allen I obviously is the highest projected player on the slate despite the injury, about 24 projected points here on Yahoo. He's $34. Kyler Murray is $40. So do you like Josh Allen, even in spite of the injury in this matchup with
1: Carolina, would you want to pay up for Kyler Murray or are you looking value at QB? I'm obsessed with Josh Allen. I'm obsessed with the bills in this spot, going up against a Carolina football team that, uh, has played Atlanta, Miami, Washington, the, and, and Arizona without Kyler Murray in the last four weeks. Uh, it's definitely looking a little bit better. They've lost three in a row. Carolina has. They've actually limited a lot of quarterback production, but part of that has been um, they've had no quarterback production themselves. I truly think that they get the absolute doors blown off of them on Sunday. And I think Josh Allen... you there's no semblance of a running game that exists for that football team, whether it's Matt Breida, they've had Devin Singletary, Zach Moss was in an inactive and, and I thought made Singletary an interesting play against Tampa Bay. And, you know, he didn't crush the slate by any means, but they are just proving that Josh Allen is going to be the main guy who moves the football there. We saw that second half when they just kind of let him go unchained, how potent he can be. And I think that he goes out, throws about three, four touchdowns here in this spot, and they blow the absolute doors off Carolina. I really, I never really would ever look at playing a defense alongside my quarterback. I'm actively, actively going to be playing some Buffalo Bills defense and just having onslaughts of Bills. Josh Allen passing game they still pass way above expectation even when they're up two scores or one more uh, that was a stat that I know that had brought up a couple of weeks ago you know it was just something that that really was jumping out to me was how often they're still throwing the ball around the yard when they get up in some of these games so long as it's not going to ever be a weather game like we saw up against New England there again and he still threw the ball 30 times in that game I see the same kind of thing here 40 plus passing attempts I I literally I'm looking at every alternate spread I possibly can at other books and trying to get as much as I can in on Buffalo because I think they just go nuts.
0: So we have a question in the chat. And look, I I went to the late night Spider-Man show last night. Maybe I'm sleep deprived. Maybe I'm an idiot. So uh, PFP naked says, so if if you play the Rams (laughs) players on the main slate, do you just get a zero? Yes. but, But why would you do that?
1: Yeah, I think they're going to get removed out of the pool. Yeah, That's, I mean, sites have gotten better yeah, I mean, about if, that. If you've already
0: set some lineups, change them. It's not Sunday.
1: Yeah, so what they'll do is they might, I, I, I doubt that they'll do the reimbursement thing because they want to keep the entries in. They're going to put a red tag up next to it and say, don't play these players. Like, don't play these So guys. don't play them. You'll get a zero. Yeah, or but, like you said, I mean, they've got plenty of time. It didn't just happen. They'll probably just remove them. Yeah, that's my guess. So again, we're looking at a nine-game main slate is by all intents and purposes, unless something else changes. We have tons of content, tons of shows for tomorrow, for Sunday. So you will be well apprised of exactly what we're dealing with here. And, you know, Adam and I, we're, we're not flying blind. It's not like the nine games that we had covered and, and looked at have changed all of a sudden. But what does change are, you know, the roster ships, the, the ownership yep. that you're looking at for all of these players, because you remove such a massive piece in, in Cooper Cup, you remove a massive... Question mark you had with Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle, and that was going to be a big focal point of what I wanted to talk about, and now it's just irrelevant. It doesn't matter for the Sunday main slate.
0: Yeah, normally we'd get into optimal builds and fantasy mm-hmm. cruncher and all that stuff, yeah. and it's just that at this moment it's not going to help anybody, obviously. But everything will get updated as it always does. Just you know, takes. How it. was the new Spider-Man? Uh, I loved it. I mean, I obviously I'm not going to spoil anything for anybody out there that wants to see it and hasn't yet, or is going tonight or something. But really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed okay. it for sure. I, I I will keep it at that because I have been accused of even saying things that I don't think are spoilers. That was like, whoa, whoa, whoa! What do you? Hey, don't tell me like I didn't spoil anything. I didn't tell you anything that wasn't in the trailer. But nevertheless, I don't want people on the internet to get mad at me more than they already have on Twitter. So I, I will we just prefaced tell, it I will by saying tell you that
1: I enjoyed it. Okay, well that's great. I've been watching Hawkeye. That's been pretty fire Love too. Hawkeye. These Disney these Disney Plus shows, man. These these adaptations whether it was scarlet witch um you know the the whatever it was where they did like the stuck in the 50s television show, yeah wandavision it was incredible followed by this i mean i just can't tell you tremendous and now we're looking at getting you know mandalorian back here in a little bit the the boba fett tv show starting up in two weeks i mean i'm just like plus knows what's up they are out of control good
0: and I just love, and and this, again, does not spoil anything. I love that they are, that Marvel is doing such a good job of, of weaving in the stuff that is happening in the TV shows mm-hmm. into the movies and vice versa. They're just, they're, they're making it so that you have to see all of it. You have to watch all of it. And I, uh, I've, I've got the ultimate respect for that. And but Hawkeye's yeah, I, being
1: dropped like literally around Christmas time and it revolves around a Christmas narrative. I'm just, I cannot believe how well thought out all of this. Uh, it's just insane. It's insane. Well,
0: yeah, bow down to uh, to Kevin Feige. Our guy Lamarca, Matt Lamarca in the chat. Coffin's a known <laughs> movie spoiler. Lamarca, I'm going to text you every detail from that movie, mainly because I don't even think you're into those and you're going to see it anyway and you won't
1: care. Uh, I don't know. Hey, I will say, Matt Lamarca, people were asking earlier, do I like doing shows with Adams or Matts more? Because yeah. I have two Adams that I'm doing a show with today. I do a sure. show on Sundays with three Matts. It's pretty crazy to think about but i will say matt lamarca he challenges you in terms of uh being able to figure out all of my pop culture references i mean he is like he's good on it he's solid but but has he he ever sang to you before no but Uh, kind of yeah we've we've done some we did some like sonny came home to her favorite room sonny ran in to the end zone (laughs) a little bit of that that was fun the other week That, that wasn't a show with you
0: no, Lamarque is a real pleasure i uh, I enjoy him and i'm I'm glad that he's starting to you know actually take care of himself a little bit care about his appearance I mean he was really disheveled during during the real height of the pandemic <laughs> he's clean he's cleaned
1: up his act a little bit yeah so yeah I'm he had to Joining osmo.com will do that you immediately clean up. all of this. what's that again i said you come to osmo.com you better clean up all of it matt lamarcus (laughs) oh yeah that's what it is we need you on best behavior we're all very well
0: behaved here yeah you you better you better be presentable (laughs) here all right let's keep going with the quarterbacks talk about some value guys here teddy bridgewater uh with uh of course denver going against cincinnati he is considered your top value at the position almost 8x projected for about 17 points trevor lawrence Now that, of course, this is, you know, this is the new beginning. This is game one with Urban Meyer gassed, gone. Looking forward to that, taking on a bad Houston team. He is $22. He is about 8X, 7.5-ish, projected for about 17 points as well. You got Cam Newton, Carolina, other side of that Buffalo game in consideration as well. Is there, I know you love Josh Allen. You love some of the higher priced guys. but Do you like any of the value this week?
1: I think I'm going to like them a lot more here's the weird part is we lose cooper cup which i mean is has there been a more secure thing that we've seen forever than a 38 cooper cup on Yahoo? no there is not he okay. is mr reliable so i mean he's 10 plus targets in every game but one and he had nine in that one so really kind of a moot point but um i'm i'm very intrigued to see kind of what happens because this becomes a I'm able to play the high, or like the the, the raw projected points. So if I'm going to play guys down here now on the bottom end, they better carry some massive upside because it's so easy to be able to pay up now without having to get to a $38 Cooper cup who is the most expensive uh, skill position player here. Now you're looking at Debo Samuel at $34 being the next guy there. George Kittle might not even be on this slate here, $33. I'm assuming that he's going to play uh, considering he was limited yesterday. I think he's going to practice full today. We'll wait and see. So uh, just pay attention to that. But, you know, that would be another guy that at least has the upside we've seen the last two weeks and has a skill position play, you know, at tight end that can be the the massive upside guy you want to pay for. So maybe he ends up getting more roster ship. But for me, I see Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts is like a true 50-50. Lamar Jackson, I, I would be surprised if he played too. A lot of question marks, but if any of those guys play, there's such a high floor with their rushing, with their ability to to move the ball in that direction, that there's just raw points you're able to jam into lineups. So, like, for me, you see, you know, a, a t- to a tug of ILO at $28. He was somebody that I thought was intriguing when Cooper Cup existed. I don't know how intriguing he is to me now. He hasn't exceeded 20 Yahoo points in his last three games in this winning streak that they're on. He loses Jalen Waddle, which has been his safety valve for so long here to COVID. And now Devontae Parker, yeah, he's back, but he's one week back, and I don't really know what to make of of him going forward here. I don't I don't know how those guys kind of look in the context of the slate. Teddy Bridgewater, at least I will say the nice thing about playing a guy like Teddy, and this is just kind of crazy to say, but his skill position players are still around him. Like he hasn't lost them to either injury or COVID to, to health protocols here. So Jerry Judy... We're looking at Cortland Sutton, maybe just because there's some familiarity here. You know, it's not like the, the $10 players that will go through that there's going to be so many in play here, depending on what you have. We lost Washington. I was going to talk about a number of pals there for, for some of these $10 guys with, you know, Terry McLaurin being the only guy that was going to be expensive, but now they're off the slate. I mean, I just absolutely think you're able to play the higher projected players. So, Uh, I have less appeal towards this bottom and mid-range than what I had when Cup uh, Cup was on the board, but I think you still want to be trying to to make it work because there's going to be somebody that puts up some kind of massive upside that allows for you to play Adams, that allows for you to play uh, 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 Samuel, Jamar Mm -hmm. Chase even. There's going to be upside that we can still find at other positions. It's just not as likely as what it was before.
0: Maybe we can find some of that upside at the running back position. Let's go Go there. You've got uh, obviously a few of the top plays, the three top plays on the slate in terms of their projections are all unavailable to you on the main slate. You've got Dalvin Cook in prime time, you've got Jonathan Taylor happening in primetime tomorrow you've got leonard fournette in primetime as well so that takes us down to the next grouping anyway which is of course guys that are available sunday during the day james robinson again guy who got benched by urban meyer now everyone is expecting he is going to be the chalk of the chalk he's going to go off he's your top rb he's everything come sunday he's projected for about 18 points against houston he is just 22 dollars too which is basically half the price of what jonathan taylor is just for comparison's sake so he is in a great spot not Harris about 16 projected points against Tennessee, $25. Then you got uh, James Conner, who you know we've got this newfound respect for now. He's got about uh, 16 projected points as well, $29 going up against Detroit. Who stands out to you here among
1: these top top options? So I didn't really answer your question before you talked about Trevor Lawrence and I apologize that I didn't necessarily go there, but weave I do think
0: the, weave it into this one with Robinson.
1: That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to just, you know, say get back into the correct <laughs> lane here. And James Robinson, I think it's just indisputable that the boom bus tool here at Osmo, whether whatever you look at. There's an assumption that James Robinson is going to play every snap. And I got to say, having Carlos Hyde not practicing the last two days definitely bolsters that case even further. I, I, I don't have apprehension because Daryl Bevel is the offensive coordinator here. He's the interim head coach. So it's not like we're going to just schematically change everything. But I got to think that if he wants to have a good chance at, at being a part of another staff going forward or you know, playing himself into favor here these last couple of games, maybe have an outside chance of being the head coach here, You're going to do everything in your power to appease Trevor Lawrence and Trevor Lawrence. We had all the massive quotes saying that I don't understand why James Robinson is on the field. We need to have James Robinson on the field more. He's the best running back we have. This is absurd. And Urban Meyer didn't listen to him. Well, now I think you probably are in a spot and I think Osmo's projections agree that you're in a spot that he's going to be on the field constantly here to appease Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, it's been a lost season for Jacksonville in every regard. And you hope that Trevor Lawrence can get out of the season and still, you know, uh, continue a progression to be good. Because he was the biggest can't miss candidate at quarterback and however long, according to how many experts and, you know, whether it's he was he's on a Ryan Leaf trajectory right now. and We got to get him away from that. So I think James Robinson is your best key to that. Houston just gets pummeled on the ground here. I've never seen a head coach get fired and see a team go from three and a half point favorites to five point favorites in a home spot like this. (laughs) Everything just points towards James Robinson getting a massive 80, 90% workload. And as long as you get that, he's the most underpriced player on the entire slate. No questions asked. You should be firing him up on Sunday.
0: Especially when you got Lawrence coming out, what yesterday or the day before like, yeah, there's been some drama. It's, it's been, there's a lot <laughs> no. of drama in the NFL. I've found way more than college. It's been, you know, we, we got to correct this. We got to fix things. It's been a mess. Everybody just wants to say more and they can't.
1: Yeah. I, I we're going to just go to the next thing. It's the best <laughs> way to do it. It's just not, not, I mean, is there an urban Meyer? It's positive. Worry, you won't offend him. Oh, okay. Well, he's a dumbass. So there we go. That's really all there is to say about it. I, I don't really know what else to say. Ooh, yeah, yeah, Tyler. I'm I'm really saying a fringe fringe take from Eric Lindquist. The coach that's one in ten is terrible or one in twelve. Two and eleven, whatever it was. Yeah. I don't care. The, they beat uh, Buffalo at home. That's the probably most improbable win of the season, right?
0: Sure. There you go. Count up it. there. All right. Let's go to value running back then. If you're if you're looking for those salary savers, so you can roster guys like Murray or Allen or whomever it is that you want to among the uh, again upper echelon at the quarterback position. You can go real cheap with the likes of in that same game Houston Jacksonville you got David Johnson who's projected for about 11 points he's 11 dollars obviously great value 11 bucks for Devin Singletary with Buffalo taking on Carolina another game that we've talked quite a bit about similar projection for him Saquon Barkley Giants Dallas 14 projected points he's 16 dollars where are you looking in terms of the value okay round two name something that's not boring
1: a laundry oh a book club Computer solitaire,
0: huh? Oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.
1: That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we talked about Tua. Miles Gaskin got ac- activated off the COVID-19 list. He's sitting there at a weird kind of $21 tag where he's more expensive than a lot of these other quote unquote value pieces that we're talking about. I mean, he's still value himself. How else are they going to move the ball other than running the, or like throwing the ball to him in the flat and letting him go him and Devonte Parker, I mean, unless you just trust Tua it to be able to throw the deep ball, to Devante routinely here. And I, I just, I have a lot of questions about that. And I, I think, you know, the, the Jalen Waddle uh, piece missing is just gigantic here. I think Miles Gaskin could get a really large workload here in this spot, and it's not really being not really being expressed currently here in the roster ship Here, we're seeing him a little bit under ten percent. I just don't really see anybody else there on that team from a skill position uh, perspective. I mean, they brought in Philip Lindsay; he's not going to be active more than likely. Salvin Ahmed and Malcolm Brown's back in there. People are talking about that now. Miles Gaskin is going to be their safety valve for a lot of plays here. Devante Parker, Albert Wilson. Uh, the two guys that are going to be active there. Preston Williams is mixed in here now. Um, I I just don't find any of them to be particularly good at football. And this Jets team is so, so bad. So I'm looking at him at $21 at being a guy that I want to be double, triple the field if he lands around 10%. Uh, Maybe it comes up a little bit in the absence of some of these other pieces, but we won't know that for a little bit. I just want to just throw out that I really like him. And somebody put David Johnson there in the chat. And I got to say, if there was a, Complete if you wanted to just say, I want the other side of this game. And you know, again, it's the same offensive coordinator as what Jacksonville had before. I ha- I gotta feel like he had some saying who was out on the field for running back position. If you don't play James Robinson, I think David Johnson, as sick it is as sick as it is, is a very intriguing t- tournament play here on this slate. Uh, you know, Davis Mills, he's gonna be the starting quarterback here once again. And we've seen Brandon Cooks definitely be his guy there, but David Johnson, it could just be a workload situation. Get to some goal line situations. He's going to be the guy that has to be relied upon uh, in this spot. He's he's a veteran. He catches passes. He's had the passing game role here. And now with no Rex Burkhead, uh, it looks like he's not going to be playing here. He has a chance to play. Just be paying attention to that news because I want 0% of him if you're going to have Rex Burkhead active and it has a three-man committee with Royce Freeman. But in the event that it's lone David Johnson and, and, um, and uh, who did I? Literally just said his name. Um, Royce Freeman, uh, mm. the former Oregon duck, uh, Royce Freeman, definitely a guy that, uh, I'm not too scared of. I think it would be mainly David Johnson out there.
0: Do you ever think to yourself, you know, what would these muscle bound monster sized men who out there play football for a living would say if, if they were just sitting here and listening to the, you know, a couple, couple nerds on the internet. So, I don't think he's particularly
1: good at football. I hopefully we'll never have that problem. I mean, I am one I'm one step removed from a very famous baseball player in my life through a friend. And uh, I have to say, he did not have a very particularly good year last year. And I may have made a comment about such things. And it got through on the grapevine. And, you know, I'm less invited to things than I would have been before, I think, is probably the right way of looking at it. So uh, there's certain takes that I'm going to just like pull back a little bit now. But for the most part, I mean, how the hell are they going to ever care about anything that I say? I mean, it's like, For me i'm just calling it like it is the way that i see it and we're so much more ingrained in opportunity than somebody being good like sonny michelle i thought was good but he never really got an opportunity and now Mm. he's showing if he gets opportunity he's probably going to perform and i don't think anybody's going to disagree with that like this is an opportunity-based thing and miles gaskin i think he's legitimately good but now like the opportunity around him, will he continue to have it? I think because of the loss of Jalen Waddle, you're going to need to add that safety valve for Tua. And so for me, it's just simply finding paths where it's like, yeah, I, I'm not the offensive coordinator, but I see a logical path for them to kind of find their way. Makes sense. And I'm with you. I don't Make think you're out
0: there listening. For the yeah, most they part, don't. anyway. I mean, we ha- we have had former football players show up on Osmo programming before, though. So you never, you never know. You never, yeah. you never know. Uh, let's go to the wide receivers. Like you said, Cooper Cup not dead, just unavailable on the main slate. So don't worry, people. If you if you've got him, roster him in, in your season long in your playoffs. Or if you're coming up on the postseason, just don't play him on the main slate on Sunday if that option even still exists for you by the time Sunday rolls around. Rams and Seahawks they have been moved, but you got. Uh, let's see. Devontae Adams for Green Bay against Baltimore. That's a main slate game, about $32. He is 17 projected points. Debo Samuel with the Niners taking on the Falcons, 16 projected points. He's coming in at $34, so even more pricey than Devontae Adams. Of course, uh, we had Tyreek Hill go absolutely off last night. He was, uh, you know, one of the many good plays in prime time, along with the likes of Godwin and uh, Allen last night looked like a good one. Justin Jefferson coming up here as well. Uh, DK Metcalf, uh, well, that's Seattle game that's been moved. So like I said, so you got Devonte Adams, you got Debo Samuel, you got uh, Stefan
1: Diggs. I mean, those those are your probably your top three main slate options. Who do you like? I absolutely think the first player in your cash games period end of story is Devante Adams. It's, it's done. Like you, if you play any cash games on Yahoo and the first guy you click on isn't Devonte Adams in your lineup, you're just kind of doing it wrong and you should reevaluate things because Devonte Adams now is just so clear cut at $32, not even the most expensive wide receiver on the board that's left here. Debo Samuel being $2 more who is basically a glorified running back. I think there's probably a path to playing both, but I'm I'm just clicking Devontae Adams and moving on. $32, he's undervalued. We've seen the, the type of workload that we were expecting. There were some random games in the middle of this season that just kind of fell by the wayside for him, five, seven targets and such. Uh, we are not seeing that anymore. He has the largest touchdown expectation of any wide receiver on the board. He has 8, 9, 13 targets the last three games. It's the number one for Aaron Rodgers, who's playing at an elite rate. I'm I'm not even sure if it matters whether or not Lamar Jackson plays here. It's not going to affect uh, that much here. But I'm looking at, at Devontae Adams as the most secure thing that you have left. I think in tournaments, I was already talking myself into probably upping my exposure to him and taking it down a little bit on Cooper Cup simply because you know that $6 difference was such a big deal. But I just find uh, Devontae Adams to be just such a can't miss now on this board. So for cash, lock him in for tournaments. You should still have a ton.
0: And again, he's cheaper than some. Now, he's not as cheap as some of these other guys we could talk about. If you want to go to kind of that next tier yes. down, Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh, DJ Moore, who's not only a a good play, an excellent value play, because it's just 15 bucks. C.D. Lamb, who is in the mid-20s, not unlike Johnson, he's about 13 projected points as well. All these guys really are. So, you know, as as you get to that next class of main slate available wide receivers for you, because you talked about it earlier, you're looking for someone who's a little more maybe unsung to basically break the slate for you so that you can pay up for Mm -hmm. some other guys. Are you looking at guys like this or perhaps a uh, like you mentioned Devontae Parker earlier you don't know how exactly you're going to feel about him he's another guy in that conversation um Jamar Chase uh, uh, assuming that you know he's out there playing obviously we know what he's capable of who stands out
1: yeah i think uh, Devontae Parker so i mean i was basically making the case on a fade for gpps but in in cash again yahoo there's no okay. way that i'm not going to click on Devontae Parker at $17 if the slate started today and this is just kind of knowing inherently that his rostership is going to climb in the absence of Cooper Cup, that is 30, 40, 50% of rostership that needs to be distributed to the rest of the position. And I think people are going to be able to go down to Devontae Parker and he's going to be a source of value on a lot of lineups at $17 though, you still have Brandon cooks there against Jacksonville. I'm obsessed with that. I have no problem of playing him in the same lineup as James Robinson. Are there a little bit of negative correlation? Sure, but not enough for me to remotely care. Plus James Robinson could run off a couple of huge ones. And Brandon cooks is just so, so secure in terms of a target distribution, $17 for him at the exact same number. And right now he's four or 5% less. And I expect for Devonte Parker to definitely be the more relied on of the two. So I'm looking at him as kind of the tournament, uh, the tournament pivot. Let's talk Arizona because this is probably, mm-hmm. I think, for me, the most fascinating part of the entire wide receiver position on every single site this week. And we're looking at Christian Kirk being $16. He's just a phenomenal play here. I think Christian Kirk gets the slot, and it's just figuring out Devonte Par- uh, Sorry, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. With his absence, mm-hmm. what do you project that three wide receiver combination to look like? I find Rondale Moore to be somebody that like I just don't trust to be out there a whole heck of a lot here. Antoine Wesley is somebody that in the preseason played some of that left hash design. So we're looking at A.J. Green on the right, Antoine Wesley on the left, and we're looking at Christian Kirk up there. But Rondale Moore just being as explosive of a playmaker as he is, if Christian Kirk starts getting a ton of roster ship moving up, Rondale Moore is definitely going to be a piece of my lineups at $15 so long as he stays below 3%. He just got done busting everybody in primetime there. Part of it, he was you know $200 or like $2,000 on the DK slate for the showdown, and people just needed to click that name. But I'm looking at Rondale Moore as an explosive playmaker absence of uh, DeAndre Hopkins. We just, we can see what that three wide receiver set looks like, but I got to think Rondale Moore when he's on the field, he's going to be doing all of the things he did at Purdue, which is just making plays after the catch. So I like him a lot for tournaments. Do you like AJ green? I know you mentioned him. Love him. So (laughs) where, where are you ranking those Arizona wideouts? Oh baby. Well, I mean, in terms of security, Christian Kirk, I think is far and away going to be the most secure because I expect him to get the slot. That's what he's done when Hopkins was out and that's, just kind of the the spot that it seems as though kyler murray has really been relying on so i think christian kirk uh but he will be by far the most popular of everybody i would say i go kirk one um in ter- for tournaments though i want to flip it now i'm going to put aj green probably right behind Rondale moore so i'll go more green kirk for tournaments but in terms of security it's the exact opposite
0: Greg in the chat says, uh, hey, guys, any Russell Gage
1: love in large field tourneys? How do you feel it, about Gage? You know, he's he's always fascinating to me because uh, you expect with Calvin Ridley out that Kyle Pitts was going to be somebody who took on a, a larger workload, and that hasn't been the case. It's basically gone exactly towards Gage, and Gage has been a pretty serviceable route runner. I get worried because we don't always see that that target distribution for him. This is an under-19 total here, but Atlanta can't really move the ball running. It's just proven to be a fact. They only gave, what, it's 16 carries that are going to Corderell Patterson, and he's lining up at wide receiver here as well. It's just not an effective offense running the football here. Uh, Mike Davis has actually existed the last two weeks, which is a little freaky, but against San Francisco, Russell Gage, if you're looking for, like, specific runbacks for that game, I don't know how you could possibly go wrong with him. Kyle Pitts is now down to $14 on Yahoo, getting 10.8% roster ship simply as a leverage play. I think that Russell Gage at 3% makes a lot of sense. So I like that call.
0: Steven says, in showdown, would you, Captain Kirk?
1: (laughs) Wow. Do we just end the stream now? You you now uh, we got oh, about 10 minutes
0: before we do that let's oh, so okay, value then dj Moore, gabe davis uh, who i know a lot of people have been mentioning in the chat you've mentioned him as well Devontae mm. parker of course christian kirk who we talked about dk metcalf well that game's been moved so forget about that one uh of course aj green like these are your top value options for sunday so uh, i guess
1: building on what you've already talked about i mean is there someone in the value department that you love that you haven't mentioned yet Yeah. So do you remember last week's show when I said play all the Josh Allen and he was going to smash and I love Gabe Davis. I still lost money on the slate, which is still (laughs) incomprehensible that I had the highest scoring quarterback in 25 plus percent of my lineups on every site puts up 40, uh, a 40 spot. And then I have Gabe Davis as my main bring back and he smashes as well. I just could not get anything else right in my lineups. And I got off of Kittle, which was just the most painful, sad thing that I've ever done in my life. And, you know, that's pathetic, but true. Um, I, I absolutely think that Gabe Davis is somebody you go right back to here. I think Stefan Diggs for tournament's gonna be somebody that I'm gonna go back to as well. Uh didn't necessarily smash in the way that you would need him to alongside Allen there, but it was still a serviceable score last week. I just, I feel so confident about Buffalo winning by 20 plus in that spot. And Gabe Davis on the field, a ton here, Cole Beasley, his snaps have been in and out. We've seen all the way as low as 30% of snaps. If it's going to be a a negative game script. Yeah. I'd be worried about Cole Beasley, but I'm not worried about Cole Beasley. I think when he's on the field here, they're going to just simply keep it moving along uh, with him here. You have Emmanuel Samuel. uh, Samuels is now doubt or sorry, Emmanuel Sanders is doubtful here in this spot. So I think those three really, really stand out as phenomenal pieces that I want to get to. But the rest of the value department, I do have one guy that I just, I mean, I don't think I've heard a single person talk about uh, the entire the entire time. What do you think about Alan Lazard or somebody of this nature? If we're gonna not play Devontae Adams, mm-hmm. we got to try to find some other some other kind of value or some other piece that nobody's really going to. He's projected for two percent roster ship right now on Yahoo. Alan Lazard has been on the field an absolute ton. He's received seven targets here now, uh, six targets in his last two. Obviously, he smashed in prime time a little bit there. So maybe, maybe we're a little low on that. But Marquez Valdez Scantling. Um, he's been limited here this entire week. He's got the Q tag next to him. Uh, equanimous St. Brown is just not a thing here for this Green Bay offense. And, you know, if you're looking at, at Aaron Jones being somebody who's been limited in practice as well, he's been such a focal part of that passing game here. This might be a game where they just let Aaron Rodgers go out there and chuck it around the yard for a couple, however long. And AJ Dillon mixes in with his 15, 20 carries that leaves a lot of receiving volume. And if it's not going to be Adams that you play in tournaments, I think Alan Lazard as a spend-down option really stands out for me.
0: Well, fact of the matter is, I mean, you're going to have to nail probably a couple, right? A couple of spend-down options, especially if you're going to want to pay up for some of the guys who are chalky. That's what it comes down to. And with a removed key games and key guys from this slate, you just got the nine games to work with on the main slate. You know, I, I guess to one side you're sort of everyone's in the same boat because no one can play a guy like Cooper cup. And we see the questions in the chat. No, he's not out or anything, but that game has been moved. So, so you got the Seahawks and Rams on Tuesday now. So it's not a, a part of the main slate anymore. You're going to need to hit on someone in order to win that million, depending on where you're playing or, you know, take down a ball or contest whatever it is, obviously I don't know if Lazard's a guy that I necessarily trust. I understand what you're mm-hmm. saying from yeah. the standpoint of, you know, he's out there. He gets the, you know, he gets the snaps. He gets the the usage in that sense. It's just Rogers is never looking in his direction. Like Lazard to me is, is a video game target in real life. He just, the only way he gets any attention is if
1: Adams isn't even on the field. Or you basically have Harbaugh scheming uh, specifically to try to take and limit Adams as much as possible. And it opens yeah. up Lazard to have an op, uh, a massive opportunity there on the outside. So for me, it's more of an investment in a leverage play of, you know, if something happens where Adams isn't as, if he doesn't, if Adams doesn't reach his ceiling, he's going to be the most popular wide receiver on the board. Who is the direct beneficiary in the event that the Packers are, are still successful? Yeah. I don't see it being AJ Dillon so much. I mean, Aaron Jones limitations, that's going to be a big question mark for me. I got to be thinking Aaron Rodgers is going to be a major guy that, you know, he, we know his ego. We know all of the things that go to Aaron Rodgers, but there is no disputing that he is a very, very good football player. I think he can make any wide receiver that's on the field, a thing. And Lazard has at least gotten the six targets, the last two. So if it's not going to be Adams, just as direct leverage, you would think Lazard would probably succeed.
0: Uh, Adam Schefter just tweeted more Browns officially added to their COVID list. Great. Uh, Yeah. Case Keenum, who we already expected to be out. And uh, there are a bunch of mostly defensive players. Actually, you got three linebackers two and
1: a cornerback. But Kareem Hunt is on that list as well. All right. Well, good. If you said Dearness Johnson, I was going to probably (laughs) just, you know, not talk for the next 10 minutes. So that's good because I would have a lot of I would have a lot of issues in my life. Yeah. Well, I don't want you to have issues. I mean, Dearness Johnson, I already have issues. I mean, I lost Waddle. I have Waddle on like legitimately every team. So that's not fun. PPR. Sure. No,
0: not great. I'm with you on that. Uh, tight ends. God, we haven't even talked tight ends yet. We've got about 10 minutes left. So let's go to the time. tight ends. So George Kittle is your top projected play, not only on the main slate, but in general as it relates to the tight ends. Obviously, after what he did last week, I know it uh, it, it pains you not, not sharing in that excitement. But for a lot of people, he made a lot of people happy. Uh, he was very, very good. And so he's projected for about 13 points on Yahoo. He's $33. He is the most expensive tight end as well. Two bucks more than Kelsey when he absolutely went off last night as we saw. You got, uh, let's see, Gasicki at about 11 projected points. He is $19. Uh, Ertz for Arizona at $18. There's Andrews for Baltimore, about $23. So he's a little bit of a pay up. Who
1: stands out? So George Kittle, uh, part of the main reason that I, I wanted to get away from him last week, and I was so high on him the week before that, was the, re- the, the return of Debo Samuel. Guess what? Didn't matter. George Kittle, 15 targets, 13 receptions, another 150 spot, and a touchdown completely destroyed the second straight slate and $33. It's jarring to be looking at, but we know the upside that exists with them going up against this Atlanta secondary. They're a little bit of a pass funnel. So I'm, I'm looking at San Francisco as a team that, you know, obviously uh, Debo Samuel is a glorified running back. That's, that's what he is at this point in time, but, That volume that George Kittle gets is just so, so reliable here. Uh, Came back. He was obviously not right there for, for a majority of the season. Sits out, comes back, and he's just absolutely torching the league right now. And maybe Atlanta will try to make adjustments, but I don't think it's going to matter. I think they're going to be able to do whatever they want to do Against this Atlanta uh, this Atlanta secondary, it's going to be a joke. So George Kittle, if you can get to him, it shouldn't be too cost prohibitive to try to get him and Adams in a lot of lineups. And thirty three dollars is ten dollars more than one Mark Andrews. Who, you know, I've been talking about the Green Bay side. Talk about eleven targets here for Mark Andrews as well. And and partially, if they don't have Lamar Jackson out there. I'm not saying that it's like a, a massive downgrade for him. Sure, Lamar Jackson from time to time is really focused in on Mark on uh, Mark Andrews, but Tyler Huntley, you know, that second half, it was a lot of just dump-offs to Mark Andrews. So I could see that just being a guy who returns value on a volume basis. So uh, $10 less, I think he makes a lot of sense on the board. I don't know where Mike Jasicki is going to fall in the landscape of this, but obviously no Jalen Waddle out there. I made a case for Gaskin. I have to make the same case for Mike Jasicki, who's basically out there running a route on nearly every play, but something tells me he'll end up the most popular play. Dallas Goddard is currently the guy we have projected there. $19 for him. I think at the same number, I could see Jasicki garnering more attention than that. So, stay tuned because I, I I could see that changing quite a bit up to lock. And that would make me want to go to the rest of the position and, and possibly just spend up for Andrews for Kittle, take some of those raw points and tell everybody else, Hey, have fun trying to find the cheap tight end on this. Like, as for me, I don't see a whole heck of a lot that I rely on.
0: Other side of that uh, San Fran Atlanta game in terms of value, you got Kyle Pitts, who, you know, yeah. once upon a time was one of the top projected tight ends, you know, most weeks anyway, certainly a high draft pick for all you out there playing yahoo season long leagues and he uh $14 it's it's a very modest price he's about well, he's the top value on the slate in terms of uh, again on Sunday he's projected for about 9 10 points not a huge number obviously is this rookie wall is it that offense and
1: Matt Ryan is it, you know what do you attribute it to I, a number of things one one receiving touchdown on the season. Like that's hmm. that's going to make it look really, really br- brutal in the box score. I mean, Atlanta, another projection where, you know, an under 19 total, you're basically saying, Vegas is saying two touchdowns. And almost all of them have been going to Cordero Patterson week in, week out. It's ridiculous, the touchdown expectation that he has over everybody else here on the team I keep saying that eventually Kyle Pitts is going to catch a touchdown. It just doesn't seem like he's getting those kind of red zone looks that you would need in order to put up a ceiling performance. And look how many other tight ends have been getting in the box lately that it, Pat Fryermuth has seven receiving touchdowns on the season. Think about that. Kyle Pitts there at $14. I mean, yeah, it's factored in, but part of it is just the, the, the passing expectation of an, an offense like that. It's just so jarring to see, uh, Kyle Pitts being as big of a frame as he is to basically be set out wide. And then you get in the red zone, and it's just been Patterson, the emphasis of everything. So I think Pitts, it's really hard to say he's going to go out and put up any kind of those ceiling performances we saw earlier in the season. Obviously, he had those 10 targets, 119 yards, and a touchdown game. That was against the Jets. And then the next game was against Miami here. Could he do it against San Francisco? Maybe. But I think he's just garnering too much attention for what that current role is. Joseph says maybe Pitts just ain't that good.
0: I don't, don't buy say that. that. I don't, I don't buy, buy that, that. either.
1: Uh, opportunity, man. Like yeah. I, I just, I don't know what to say. If you have an offensive coordinator that is going to scheme to have the six, seven guys sit on the outside and draw a double coverage, and then you're going to run it left and away from him. And you're going to have Cordero Patterson get that many touchdowns on the season. That's just going to be the way that you're functioning your offense. It doesn't make Kyle Pitts worse. It just means that he's being schemed against in certain situations and coming off of those two big weeks. We saw, uh, what was that? I I have to find the team that it was. It was uh, Carolina. Carolina just completely schemes to take away number ones in a certain way. And I think it's one of the more overhyped, over-talked about things in fantasy football. Like Bill Belichick takes away the number one. Oh my God, who doesn't want to try to take away the best option (laughs) on a freaking football field? Like that makes sense. Kyle Pitts is a monster. He's going to be a monster in his career. I have no doubt about it. He's never going to be your blocking tight end. He's never going to be a guy who's out there for every down, but What he's going to do is be an electric playmaker. You just need to have other pieces around him.
0: Let's quickly hit on the DSTs here. Far and away, I would say the most chalky play, or at least uh, a very popular one anyway, in terms of its price and projection. Even at $19, the Dolphins taking on the Jets. 10 projected points here on Yahoo. You've got uh, Cowboys against the Giants. $20, $20, 21 for the bills taking on Carolina, as we've talked about. So, I mean, they're, they're more expensive, but expected to deliver. So I guess if you want to pay down a little bit, you know, the, uh, the Jaguars against Houston, you know, in this, this uh, response to urban being gone protected for eight, nine points, just $12. So are you more apt to pay down defensively, or you want to go
1: up and, and grab a share of the dolphins? So after my absolute diatribe on Twitter about defenses, which went, Weirdly viral talking about Ah. that. Come follow me at Eric Lindquist, by the way. I just went nuts because DFS defense sucks. Tyler Zander, don't shake your head at me. Self-promotion. It's an okay thing to do. Thank you so much for our sponsor Yahoo as well. I can do all the things all at once. I I can talk. I'm the captain of this show. Actually, that's not true. It's Adam Kaufman. I love him so much. But here we go. Co-captains. Co-captains. I'd love that for us. Here we go. Defense is so intriguing on the slate. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous because I can make a case. For more than half the teams on the board, simply because what are the Vegas point projection totals? If it's not the Lions who, you know, going up against Arizona with a near 30 point total, or the Panthers going up against Buffalo with a near 28 total, well, actually over a 28 total here now, or the Falcons going up against San Francisco. We can pretty much play every other defense on the board because everybody's under a 25 total. Everything else has high variance, or it's something like the Washington football team where if it's not Jalen Hurts out there, you have the opportunity for them. They're currently under, 0.1, or under 1%, and it maybe it's Minshew mania for, for some people, but I can tell you one thing. Washington can still get after the quarterback, and I would want to have a ton of them at $10. Even the Jets going up against Miami, as much as I can make a case for Jasicki, making a case for Parker, making a case for uh, miles gaskin that jets defense as bad as they are it's only a 25 total that they're going up against for an implied team total there there are enough fluky things that can happen for a 10 dollars defense and if you're able to you know get to the top projected plays at other positions there's paths for them to put up a serviceable score that can win a tournament do i think that they're the most likely team to lead the position in terms of scoring no but we've seen an irrational number of defenses go nuts here of late I think just kind of mixing your exposure is still going to be the path that I take the most, but I will say there are going to be some defenses you did not expect going nuts here on this slate simply because everybody is projected to have lower totals than normal.
0: Hopefully the NFL schedule as we know it right now will not change between now and Sunday, but I can Oh yeah, the football team, the I schedule. forgot. Well, this schedule definitely won't change, which is the awesome video schedule the rest of this day today, Eric. So you got uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes, four o'clock Eastern time, the Prize Picks College Football Show. It will be Ben and a Matt coming along, Gajeski specifically, and then Eric and an Adam, Bearded Adam in this case, (laughs) five to six, NBA Deeper Dive. Eric will come on back with him, and then Greg and Terry at 6 to 7.30, NBA Live before lock taking you of course deep into all things in the association tonight where guys are uh, you know games aren't necessarily getting postponed but guys are getting ruled out due to health and safety protocols like uh, like crazy so it's 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 just It's a mess. It is a mess across sports. NHL, the only uh, one so bold as to outright postpone games at this point, but it feels like it may be coming across uh, other sports. We will see, hopefully not in the NFL, because they get a tight window to get all these things in. Guys want their game checks as well as Adam Schefter, so uh, aptly pointed out a little while ago. Our thanks to our producer, Tyler Zander, who just... He's uh, he he approves of all that we say, everything that we say on these shows, he endorses. So make yes. sure that uh, you hold all opinions to him as well. And Eric, it's
1: just good to be with you, my friend. I'm going to miss you next week. It's uh, it's Christmas Eve. So I, I won't be here with you. Uh, I'll miss you too. I mean, it's been, it's been, it's been lovely. I think you should spend some time with your family, be a good yes. father, do all that crap, whatever. I'm going to just be <laughs> talking sports in the same chair. So Probably. I'll see you guys next week. All right. See you guys.
0: Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?